Welcome back to A Thousand (laughs) True Crimes. (laughs) I'm like already like a glass and a half deep. So. Yeah, girl. It's been like baby B has gotten to this point because it's been storming. All week. All week. Same here. All week. But not like I'm a pro. Like if it's raining, send the kids outside to play in the rain. This is thunder and lightning. So, like, obviously you can't. Yeah. And he is not used to being inside. And it has been pain in my ass the past <laughs> few days. So, finally, today it was nice. So, we spent majority of the day outside. But every time I went to try to, like, get him into the car or go inside, he would run away from me and <laughs> pout and throw a temper tantrum because he didn't want to go inside. He didn't want to go into the car because he Bless didn't want to go to another him. store. Aww. So, we went to the beach and there's like this little mart and I was like okay listen the chances of me getting him back in the car seat going to another store yeah getting him into the car seat like it's gonna be a nightmare so I was like I'm just gonna get wine there like they're they're gonna have wine well they do but they only have box wine so now so now I have a huge amount and like I like have to put like a timer on my phone like stop drinking let's go to bed Well, you and I Stop are, watching TV. We're vibing on the same level. I got box wine, too. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but you can just sleep in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm up 7, 7.30. That no kid life. Woo, woo. <laughs> I know. Enjoy it. Um, cheers to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, how was your week? Good? Um, this week it's been extremely productive, um, which I feel good about because I haven't been productive for like a month. Um, so I got a lot of shit done this week. Good. Good. Well, are you ready to dive into yes. this, uh, s- story? Girl, I, guess I you am can say, so ready. Call it? Tell them who we're talking about. A way to, a way to kick off your Friday night. Yeah. We are talking about Warren Jeffs. May he rot. I just got to say, your husband's reaction to the documentary yeah. just describes, I feel like, it's perfect. <laughs> like, what the I fuck? So, <laughs> my husband is, like, not okay with true crime. Like, he's not he's a true crime very, dude, like, yeah. He just, he doesn't understand why Joe and I are so fascinated about it. Right. Um, and... So, like, Joe and I watched it, but we've been drinking, so he fell asleep. Yeah. So he's actually the only one that sat up and watched this documentary. And I remember, like, waking up and looking over as it was ending, and I was like, oh, what'd you think? Because he didn't know who Warren was. Yeah, he didn't know about any of this shit. He didn't, he didn't know about any of this. And he was like, he's a sick fuck. Like, fuck that dude. He's a like, yeah. sick yeah <laughs> yeah he was just like I just I this is disgusting yeah so it's bad. he's bad the um, bad dude all right well let's just dive on in to hey this. A real lot quick though of... what you drinking I mean I know it's box wine oh but... yeah 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 um some pinot grige I got some box merlot it's hot it's so hard to find box like Sauvignon Blanc I feel like there's only that one brand, yeah. I don't know why people are like, why can't you give me some Sauvignon Blanc boxed wine? <laughs> why is this so difficult? 
I don't know, girl. Write him a letter. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe it's just like base doesn't carry it. I don't know. But even in Target, I don't know it's either. struggle. I was going to say, my dad, no, because he no. got, I think he got a Pinot. Yep. Yeah. What are you drinking? Oh, Merlot? I just got a box Merlot, yeah. Okay. I don't even remember the brand of the box. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> my only option was Barefoot, which, like, fine. Like, I'm not trying yeah, to spend more. It's fine. Than it's fine, yeah. Five to 20 bucks on wine. So, yeah. I'm good. Um. Okay, so a lot of the notes, majority of the notes came from Prophet's Prey, which is a Showtime documentary, and it is on Amazon Prime. I think you can it's find great. it at other places. It's, a, it's an amazing, they did a good job. amazing yeah. documentary. Um, I also got information from Heavy.com and CNN.com. Mm. So we're going to kind of go obviously brief. going into this case, I do know about this case. So like, obviously, yeah, yeah. I think if you're into true no crime, you, everyone knows about him. Like he just, he's just yeah. like, it's crazy, but Horrible. this documentary is, uh, it, I left a lot of things out cause I didn't want to like take away from it. If you're interested, mm-hmm. like hundred percent, I, I, you have to pay for it. It's definitely worth the money. Cause there's a lot of information in there. There's a lot of unseen footage. Like it's just crazy. Um, all right, so we're going to do a quick dive into the history of the FLDS, which is what All right, he here we go. was part of, or still the prophet, quote-unquote, of. So Joseph Smith formed the Church of Jesus, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in 1830, a.k.a. Mormonism, Mormon. Joseph claimed... It's like a fu- the fundamentalist version of Mormon of the Mormon thing. No, 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 Well, no, this is originally how the Mormon church started. Okay, but they're, yeah, so they're fundamentalists, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means, yeah. yeah. Got got, got I it. just, just a disclaimer, at the very beginning of all of this, not all Mormons. Mm-hmm. And if you do follow the actual, like, Mormon church, like, they denounce everything. A lot of stuff that he, that, he that he's still yeah. clung to, yeah. So just we're going to just start that out with. Yeah. The fundamentalists are a little crazy, but. Also trigger warning, sexual assault. Yeah. Up the wazoo. Up the wazoo on kids, on adults, (laughs) on everyone. It's just not good. It's bad. A lot of abuse. It's bad. Joseph claimed that God delivered to him over 100 commandments. One of those commandments was recorded on July 12th, 1843, that plural marriage was one of the most important and sacred commandments ever revealed to any man on earth. This means that each Mormon male needs at minimum three wives to reach the celestial kingdom. Mm. Smith would end up taking 40 wives. Yep. At one point, Joseph and his followers traveled from New York and settled in Nauvoo, Illinois. Yeah. N-A-U-V-O-O. I think so. In 1844, Joseph was indicted and jailed for treason. And the reason he was found of treason... Okay, so Smith had actually decided to run for presidency and this actually put a lot more pressure into anti-Mormonism and because of this he actually called out to a militia in the town of Nauvoo, Mm. Illinois 
And that is what caused him to be charged with treason. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the governor of Illinois actually told him he would be safe, but an angry mob stormed the jailhouse and shot him in the back. Right. After Joseph died, Brigham Young became the leader of the church and moved to Utah. And I think Brigham Young is pretty much like Brigham Young University, like everything. There was actually in Hawaii on Oahu, there's the Polynesian Center, Mm -hmm. cultural center, and they do like it's really cool, but it's run by Brigham Young University. Huh. It's all run Man. by Mormon students that are going. Mm-hmm. Those Mormons don't play with their outreach. So, no. So we, <laughs> we were going to go to one. They, they have a pretty decent luau, but then we found out they don't serve alcohol, and we were like, yeah, we're not oh, going. Oh, bump that. Yeah. And it was even like free tickets. And I was like, to yeah, we're not going. wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, the reason you go to a luau is to drink Mai Tais. Mm-hmm. So like why I don't understand. Um, so for 30 years, federal officials would travel to Utah to arrest polygamists. In 1890, due to the pressure from the government, the LDS church renounced polygamy. So now we're into the modern day. Mormon. Yep. They renounced. Since polygamy was Joseph's most important commandment, this caused groups of Mormons to break away from the LDS church. In 1986, the Jeffs family gained control of the fundamentalist church, a.k.a. FLDS. Roland Jeffs was was the one who was in control and took over 50 wives, but his favorite wife was Marilyn Steed. Now, Marilyn's bloodline, the Steeds, believed they had, like, some royal bloodline in them. Yeah. Within the church. something like that. Something like that. And that a son would be born who was going to be great and change the world. Um, They ended up having five sons together, and the second son, Warren Jeff. Um, So he was born on December 3rd, 1955, in Sacramento, California, but grew up outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. His mother was extremely protective of Warren, and she raised him to where he believed he could do nothing wrong. And if and if he did do something wrong, it was other people's faults. Right. Which plays into his mindset that he has today. In 1976, when he turned 21, Warren became president of Alta Academy, an FLDS private school, where he would remain principal for 20 years. The school was for grades first through eighth because Warren believed that is all the education children needed and their curriculum was very specific to FLDS values and history. And that's still what they believe. Like they don't go past the eighth grade and they're not taught like regular history. It is, it's all about the priesthood. It's all about the church. There is no like actual like real world education. And I'm already angry. Yep. Like I don't understand Oh, your girl, you're going to get him. He was known to be very strict and to follow the rules. And he was the one that made up the dress code that you see today, which is like the Perry dresses for women and their hair long with the braid in the back and the poofy hair in the front. I don't understand why that is an attractive thing. I know straight out of the (laughs) eighties. 
not even 80s yeah i guess like yeah maybe that's what it was like he liked that hairstyle but like the dresses i don't i girl don't ask me um, the men are in the long pants and long sleeve shirts um and jeff jeff uh warren would target children that didn't listen or would question things and he strategically picked his office because from his window, he could watch the kids play and know if someone did something wrong. He's such a creep. He would pull kids into his office and close the door. He would then rape and molest, Here molest we go. the children. And the kids were so terrified because he brainwashed them and put the fear of God in them. And they never said anything until years later. Mm. No one was off limits. And in the documentary, like, you know, we say a lot of like brainwash, brainwash, brainwash in the documentary. They do bring up a great point. Like it's not just brainwashing. It is indoctrination from birth. Yeah. Because this is what those, those kids, great, great grandparents did. Great grandparents did grandparents, parents believed oh, yeah. and did. And that's, it's a, it's a culture. Yep. A toxic one, but it's not like you can't even say it's like really brainwashing. It's a straight culture that like generations ago were brainwashed and now it's just trickle down. I mean, it's just wild. Mm -hmm. It's just wild. I don't, any fundamentalist faith is problematic period. I used to love like 19 kids and counting like the Duggars and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I didn't realize that they were part of a cult. <laughs> now, now who's not worried about us getting sued they're part of a fundamentalist christian faith okay sorry fundamental whatever <laughs> it's no different i mean listen it's no different you the second you become fundamentalist that's when there's a problem if you exclude people that question you in power that's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. And you, you're you not educating so. your children. It's, it's all a problem. Yeah. All right. So before the Duggars come after us, which like, okay, anyways. I dare um, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've seen on like Instagram, TikTok, they're like, I don't, I'm not going to say the name, but they, they say it's like something, something like people already call it one. Like, yeah. it's not just me. It's like the quiverful thing, right? I don't know, but they do, like, blanket training and raw training, and it is not okay. Yeah. Well, listen, blanket training is great to use on your puppy. Yeah, okay, Kate, there's a difference between a puppy and a child. <laughs> Joe. Um, so Warren's father started to have health problems, and Warren saw this as an opportunity to be the next in charge of the priesthood. He would tell his father's wives that anything they did with his father had to go through him. Yeah, yeah. Warren became the mouthpiece for his father. Well, and Warren, also at this time, wasn't his father kind of starting to like lose a little, like he's very old yeah. and starting to lose a little bit. He of was this. starting to lose it and like this and that, but like, and they do say that like a lot of people said that it wasn't until Warren got in control and like became the mouthpiece that all this crazy like new rules and regulations and only up to eighth grade like all that stuff didn't happen until he got in control. Well, it like, definitely it was still fucked up. The stuff with the but kids. It wasn't, 
Huh? Yeah, definitely with the, kids the stuff with the kids because on that documentary, and you may get to this, there was a point where um, they said that he had he was heard questioning because um, Warren was sending off all these girls to be married to him mm-hmm. when he was like eighty, and like in a moment of like um, lucidness, yeah, of being lucid, he said to him like, "Why are you bringing all these little girls to me? I don't understand." So yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot like it was strict. It was very secretive. It was I'm sure there was forms of abuse in there already. Of course. But it was not to the point where it is today. Right. Like systemic abuse of children. Mm-hmm. So Warren also starts to put in his dad's head that by the year 2000, the world would end. Warren believed that when it became the year 2000 that the Lord was going to wipe the earth clean, but the FLDS followers, if they were good, would be lifted up and brought back back down and the world would be good. So, obviously, shocker, Y2K did not happen. Mm -hmm. And every time he... We survived. Every time he would predict that the world would, would end and it didn't, he would tell his people that the Lord did not think they were good enough and they needed more time to become more like him. Mm-hmm. In 2002, Warren and his family and others moved to Short Creek right before the Olympics were to start in Salt Lake City. The reason was because he believed Salt Lake City was going to be destroyed. Because of all the sin, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, Short Creek location was picked with a purpose. It is geologically isolated, and it sits between Utah and Arizona. So if you do something illegal or something goes wrong, you can just literally cross the streets, and now you're in a different jurisdiction. Pretty clever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not stupid. No. Like, he's a lot of things, but he is not stupid. They never are. No, mm-mm. So Short Creek, the whole town is ran by the FLDS, and there are cameras everywhere. And the church has even set up its own security. So in the documentary, meet Ben Thomas, who was a former member of the FLDS, and he ran Phase Concrete and would help funnel money money into the church by billing less hours than the men were working. So the example Ben gave is the men would work 40 hours, 400 hours. And those are billable contract hours. The church would say, hey, we need donations, we need money. And the guys would say, I will donate my time. So now they're only paying for 200 of those hours out in payroll. Yeah. So like business, like businesses are ran. Like if you watch the documentary, it's, it's disgusting that there's, I'm not going to say because I don't want to get sued, but there's like major businesses yeah. that bring in millions and millions and millions of dollars a year and that have ties to the FLDS. It's a good money-making scheme. Mm-hmm. So the FLDS church even has ties to the challenger of NASA. Oh, man. So another former member, Lloyd Wall, was in engineering, and he was traveling too much for work to have this big family. So the priesthood ordered him to get into something new. This is when he created the company Hydropack. They ended up sending Theocol, Thiocol, T-H-I-O-K-O-L. T-H-I-O-K-O-L, Thiocol, I guess. Thiocol? I don't even know what that is. What is that? 
It's a company that builds spaceships. Oh. Essentially, that's what I got out of it. The first set of O-rings, which is, I guess, what they need. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I know it's a round you, ring my... that is important. <laughs> huh? I know it's a round ring that's important. <laughs> Obviously, I was not going to be a scientist, and I was not going to be building spaceships. You so I was out. Girl. So I didn't, I didn't take that class. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and since they were the only ones that knew how to do this, Thiokol was like, hey, dude, let's get into business. Um, and they were having trouble building the spaceships. So Lloyd was like, sure, sounds great to me. Yeah. The first set of O-rings were built in Lloyd's kitchen. Lloyd said wow. they had over 5,000 hot shots with their O-rings and never had any issues, but Hydropack got some blame when the Challenger blew up. So, like, I mean, it's just amazing, like, how deep their pockets are and whose hands that's are insane. in those pockets. Yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, how the FLDS church gets its money is they establish these businesses where the church owns them and they have to turn in their profit. When Warren took over, he created the order, and that is when the change happened where the businesses had to give everything to the church. Before, it was like 10%, 20%, whatever. Okay. Now, it's literally every single thing you make. It does, You don't pay your employees. You don't pay the members of the church. It goes directly to the church. And then the church pays you? Essentially, and it's based on favoritism. Mm-hmm. Like they literally say in the documentary, and we'll get into it more, is that women and children are currency. Mm-hmm. So by the time Warren got to Short Creek and had the trust, and he like set up a trust and everything, it was worth $110 million. Good grief. Chelsea. It's insane. $110 million? Mm-hmm. What do you even do with that much money? Well, we know what they did with that much money. Yeah, we know what they did, but I mean, good grief! It's just, it's just disgusting. Cause we'll it's get so, into it about there's so much greed. I know, stuff. and they like fucked with so many families. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's absurd. It's just, like Jesus is literally up in heaven, being like, "Uh, sir, sir, no, did not say you were prophet. No, did not say this is okay. <laughs> Do not agree with this. Like, literally looking through the Bible, going." Hard yeah, no, hard not no, hard here. No. <laughs> not here, dude. Never said anything about fucking polygamy. No, that's never said anything about polygamy. About taking everything that your um yeah. congregation yeah. makes, yeah. separating families. If if a man, and you'll uh, you'll get into this later, but you know if a man pisses you off, then you take his family away from him and give them to someone else. Like no, that's yeah. fucked up, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's fucked yeah. up. I'm pretty sure Jesus is sitting up there going, yeah, I'm going to have to like bow out and say, hard no, pass, hard pass, thank hard you so pass. much, but not okay. <laughs> hard pass, hard pass. Not a part of it, not a part of it, not a part of it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> no can do. <laughs> not associated. <laughs> so, yeah, not associated. So as his father is getting sicker, Warren starts to marry more women to his father. And the girls kept getting younger and younger. And Warren did this because when his father would die, he would take in those wives. Blech. And this is like real. If you guys, there's this book. Um, 
damn it, I can't remember what it's called. Let me see if I can Google it real quick. Where it's about a woman who she escaped. She was married to, I don't, I don't know who it was, but it was some 80-year-old man. And she was expected to have sex with him at, like, I think it was 16 years old, 15 years old. Yeah. So if you also, on Annie, and I'm sure some of it's stage two, like the rescues, but escaping polygamy. Yes, God. One of the girls in there that helps rescue children is the actual biological daughter of Warren Jeffs. It's messed up, man. Mm-hmm. It's messed up. Um where was I? Okay, so at one point, one of the younger wives of Wolin gets pregnant. His father's wife, a.k.a. Warren's wife. Yeah. But his father can't have kids. So it's Warren's child. The child, oh, I'm not was even called, bride. Sorry, it was called The Witness Who Wore Red. Really good. Mm. And I'll get into the red situation mm-hmm. in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I lost my place. Sorry. Okay. So the child, I'm not going to say wife because she can't legally be one. The child that was pregnant had twins. And at this point, Roland had to die. And pretty much all they had to do to kill him was feed him the wrong things. And that's, that's, um, what's the word? A theory of what they did and what happened. Right. It's never been confirmed, but, like, they probably killed him. Mm-hmm. I believe he's capable of it. Absolutely. 110%. 110%. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah 110%. He was like, uh-oh, nope. uh, this is too messy. Now you got to yeah. go. Sorry, Dad. Mm, my bad. Warren's father passed away in 2002, and that is when Warren became his successor. And his title eventually becomes President and Prophet, Seer and revelator and i believe he and that's what it is today there's someone else in charge but that is like he is still the prophet of the church warren um when his dad first died he never like officially declared he was the new prophet he would say that he was still in contact with his father from the other side like a ghost yeah and that what he was doing is what his father wanted of the people, but eventually it turns into this is what the Lord wants and what he has revealed to me. Right. And that's when he starts enforcing the very strict rules and discipline. Like, worse than it was. This is when shit gets cray. Well, shit was already getting cray. He just... Anyways. I know. Yeah, so, shit had been cray for a while. Shit just gets more yeah. cray. I don't know. <laughs> Shit's been cray since 1955 when right. he was born. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, it gets batshit. Like, this is why you should never tell your child they can never do anything wrong. This is why you don't participate in fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said it. I said it. <laughs> Y'all can come for me, but I stand by what I said. Like, Yeah. Okay, so as Warren got more control, he started realizing he needed to remove the men that held a certain amount of power because also in the FLDS church is that women do not have power. Right. Of course. They are not in charge of anything besides the ho- Like, they're not even in charge of the household. No, not really. Yeah. Not really because their husband says, I don't want you to discipline the kids like that or I don't want you doing this. They can't. They have to. They have to obey. Yeah. So... He decides he needs to remove any man, any of the men that held a certain amount of power in the church who would go or would go against him. Yep. 
Because people so were, there were people in the community who were like, bruh, I don't know yeah, about this. From like, from like the early, like from 2002, they were like, I don't know like about as this. soon as his, yeah, they're like, mm, this is really not what we signed up for. Like, like pretty sure this is incorrect. <laughs> yeah. So one Saturday, he called them in for a Saturday work meeting and he read his new revelation from God and started to call out certain men that they no longer held priesthood and that they were not worthy of their wives and family and were casting them out. Warren put out a message that the only way a man can have a wife is if the man has priesthood and if he loses that priesthood, the family is automatically released and given to somebody else, essentially. Literally just one day, right? You're cooking in the kitchen in your life where you have no control or power. Some people show up and they're like, oh, you've got a new a new father and husband now. So get your stuff. Yeah. Let's go. And it could easily be like your husband said to Warren, like, oh, no, it's not purple. It's blue. Yeah. And Warren's like, mm? lose your family. Family's you gone. Me. Yep. They're out. So where was I? People who went against him or left the religion, they are called apostates. And that if you willingly, if you willingly stay in contact with one of them, you will not survive when the Lord comes to destroy everyone. And essentially, like if you talk to them, like you're just as guilty. Yeah. So yeah. if your mother gets thrown out on the street and says you're no longer part of this religion, and you want to go and talk to your mother, like you can't. You, you better be careful if you do. Make sure nobody sees you. I don't know. That, which is like another form of abuse. Jesus. I know. Yeah. So That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So Warren, <laughs> you would love this one. Warren would give all the women Prozac yes. because they were all depressed and had surprise, surprise. severe anxiety. Shocker. And he kind of <laughs> used it to keep them quiet. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would think that depression is just, like, automatically from, like, the moment you start realizing what's going on in the world as a woman there, you're just like, Shit. Well, fuck. I'm going to have to go ahead and say no thank you. He literally had all of them taking antidepressants, like, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single one. Listen, I love a good antidepressant, but... But like, but like, Joe, it wasn't like a doctor was prescribing no. it. It was literally he like was prescribing he handed it, it yes. out like candy. I know. Uh, so like, okay, first off, you have to be careful if you're breastfeeding. If you're pregnant. If you have uh, any sort of a hormone issue, issues. Any sort of a hormone yeah. issue. God. Like. And Prozac it, doesn't agree like, with everyone. It can actually increase suicide in some people. Yeah, it doesn't agree with everybody. No. Oh my god. And I don't and that makes you so mad because like how do you get that much Prozac? Because he probably has a doctor in that was pocket. in the FLDS. Yep. That was yeah. Yep. 100%. Okay. Anyways, so pretty much once Warren took over, this is when the religion really started to change and become I'm going to say it, the cult it is today because it, it's a cult. Yep. Some of the rules is that you can't wear wet red. Because it is believed that the Lord will be wearing a red robe when he comes down the rapture. No pets. Which, which like, fuck don't that. understand. Fuck that. Which, like, <laughs> honestly, that's fine because half of them can't even feed their kids. So, Less like, abuse I'm for okay the animals, that. right? <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, I, and, like, when I was, like, seeing the 
horses and like the farm animals that they have. I was like, oh my God, they're probably being so abused. Mm-hmm. No dancing, no internet, no media, no toys, no games, and stop celebrating holidays. So because he kept taking away everyday enjoyment and was causing fear in people, the people started to actually become more scared and ended up bonding with Warren and believing in him and just plain blind obedience. Yeah, it's like trauma So it like worked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Ross Chatwin in January of January 23rd, 2004, spoke out against Warren. He was in the church. He was one of the first people to publicly speak out against Warren. He had been stripped of his priesthood and him and his family were ordered to leave to leave their lives and home behind. His wife actually stood beside him and refused to leave his side. Yeah. It was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The media was involved. It was on TV. It was like, I mean, obviously thing. he didn't get to come back, but it's, I don't, and I don't, I should have looked up like what happened to him, like where he is today. Like I would like to think that he is still with his family and uh, let's hope so. They put up a good fight. All that fun. So now the word is getting out and people are, actually starting to step forward and one of those groups are where the lost boys and brent jeffs who is warren's nephew uh okay let me redo that so now the word is getting out and people are starting to step forward and one of those groups are where the lost boys and brent jeffs warren's nephew do you know the lost boys no (sighs) i mean i know the peter pan lost boys <laughs> so the Lost Boys, I don't know if they gave themselves that name. I haven't done a lot of research into it. I don't know if they gave themselves that name or if an organization did, but essentially it is young men, teenagers, and boys, essentially, that Warren saw as a threat and cast them out. Mm. Like we're talking about 12, 13, 14, yes. 15, 16 year olds who have yep. zero education yep. being thrown out into the world. Yeah, yeah. I into the real about. world. Yep. They talked about that in the book. I know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Okay. And FYI, he like molested all those kids too. So. Yeah. Yeah. He was not, he didn't, I mean, he was just a pedophile. He really was just a yeah. pedophile. It did not matter. It no. did not matter. No. So in the documentary, Brent actually speaks about how his uncle used to molest him. Yeah. It was rough. To, it was rough to watch. So there was a bathroom in the basement and when Warren would have special warrant, like special, uh, Jeff Warren meetings, essentially like Jeff family meetings, he would be up on the stand with other FLDS members. And when those other members would start speaking and the class would separate and the children would go downstairs to the classroom, Warren would disappear off the stage and would walk around and sneak into the basement and pull the children into the bathroom and then molest them, rape them. And then he would go and start preaching the word of God. It's fucking piece of shit i mean may he rot may he rot and and god is like no i do not oh, god I do is not waiting this. This god is, is okay. waiting for him to die he's yeah. like god's come like come on come up on my gate i, I got know some things that i gotta quick. talk to you about <laughs> i've been I wanting to talk things. to you about this for a, a choice, while a few choice words for you right now um fuck off first one <laughs> fuck you <laughs> second off um, fuck you again You're and we're not 
and I always have to say, like, when we laugh and joke, it's not, it's, it's not a funny thing. No, we understand that. It's, it's just it's atrocious. It's a horror. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. And... I mean, it's a nightmare. I can't. Ugh. Ah! The only, it's, the, I feel like we're just coping because we're like, he has to get his someday because he's gotten away with so much for so long. Still. Yeah. So, so as he was molesting, raping, whatever he was doing to the children, he would tell them that this is God's will. This is the word of God. And if you say anything, you're turning your back on God and you will burn in hell. I mean, a child like and we're not talking mm-hmm. like like 12, 13 year old children. Like, obviously, they are children as well. We're talking like five, six, seven, eight year olds that. But they're also. Yeah, because like what? Eighth grade. But if there is a 12 and 13 year old, like they've been so like that is what they've been born and thought is that like you don't yeah. turn your back on the prof the profit. Right. Quotation marks. And you don't turn your back on God. Exactly. And if this is what the prophet wants to do to you, it's okay because that's what God wants. you gotta suck it up. Yeah, you better be okay with it because this is what you're talking about. And you better shut the fuck up. up. It's just fucked up. It makes me so angry. It makes me so angry. I'm the one who has to constantly remind myself, not all Mormons. I know. So, in July of 2004, Mark Shutterliff, former Utah Attorney General, announced that he will be coming after Warren and created a polygamy task force and started using methods that that had been used against the mafia. He started using racketeering laws, a.k.a. it's called RICO laws. And after Brent's lawsuit against Warren, others started to come out. The Lost Boys sued him. um, And another famous, well, more well-known is um, Elisa Wall. Yeah. Yep, and then the woman. And she was a child bride who, at the age of fourteen, was forced by Warren to marry her nineteen-year-old cousin. And essentially, it's like a lawsuit becomes an actual case. Uh, Warren is listed as an accomplice to rape, accomplice, not accomplice, 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 accomplice. The wine's getting accomplice. (laughs) Are you putting an N in there? Yeah, yeah. No, accomplice. Accomplice. <laughs> She's had too much to drink, you guys. <laughs> I know what it is, too. That's the sad part. Yeah, accomplice. Just an accomplice. accomplice. Yeah, just an yeah. accomplice. There you go. See, I can't, I can't look at you. To rape, which is a serious crime in Utah. Yeah, it's so, a serious crime anywhere. But yeah. it's treated, you mean it's treated like a serious crime in Utah? Yeah, it's treated more like a felony, not like a misdemeanor. Like it is in the rest of the world, even though it's a serious <laughs> crime. Don't even get me. That's another another podcast for another time. Um, that book that I was telling you guys about, The Witness Who Wore Red, she, I was just reading the thing, she was um, uh, not Warren, what's his father's name? Rulon. She was Rulon's 19th mm-hmm. wife. So if you're ever interested to hear about that. Sam Brower was the private investigator that helped everyone when they were doing their lawsuits. He was getting all the information, getting all the evidence, and he was actually responsible for getting Warren Jeffs on the FBI Most Wanted. Yeah, right up there with Osama bin Laden. Yeah. The local police were either FLDS or in Warren's pocket. Yep. But he had connections with the FBI. 
So on May 6, 2006, the FBI put Warren on their top 10 most wanted and offered a $60,000 reward. And it does increase. I believe the reward increased. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. A few days prior (laughs) to that, on April 5, 2006, Utah issued an arrest warrant to for Warren on felony charges of accomplice to rape. Woo! I said it. Okay. Woo. You got it. <laughs> I had to close my eyes too because I was like, I want to start losing it looking at y'all. So at this point, this is when Warren now has to go into hiding. So Warren knew that there was a chance that he would get caught or have to go into hiding at some point. Because he knew what he was doing was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. He fucking knew. And if you, and what I remember reading in this book, like the shit that they would do was so intentionally manipulative. Like they had all these cars. They would like switch him back and forth. And like nice ass cars. Like he wasn't driving mm-hmm. around in mm-hmm. a Volvo. And he would like. Oh, just wait. Just, just wait. Just okay. wait. Okay. Just put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Putting a pin in that. Okay. We're going to get there, you guys. This guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> so da, 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 so they already can had I, a system into place. Can we pause so I get more wine? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get more wine too. Okay. Pause. Wine break. Okay, so they knew that they had to put a system into place. And this is where his brother, Lyle Jeffs, gets put in charge. And Ugh, Lyle is Lyle. still Lyle is still in like the mouth. I guess he's the new mouthpiece for Warren. This fucking guy. Um so he's in charge slash bishop of the FLDS, but he is very loyal to Warren. Yeah. Extremely. Whatever Warren wants, he does. So Warren came out and said, so Warren came out with a new order and said that to everyone, like anything that you make, anything that you do, you have to give to me besides like food and whatever else you want in life or want or need it goes based on what Lyle says that what you can have. Mm-hmm. Like down to food. Yeah. Down to the, like, 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 yeah, like you have enough to get like, yeah, it's, we'll get more into it down the road, but it's, it's fucked up. So Sam, the PI is like, fuck that. I'm not just going to sit here while they figure out where he is. And he actually gets a tip about this compound in Mancos, Colorado, Called the FLDS Compound RI. So they go to check. So Sam and his, uh, Sam goes to check this out. And this is also around the time that a young girl, Janetta Jessup, went missing from her family in Short Creek. And was married off to be one of Warren's wives. Yes. You actually get to see and meet her in the document, or see her in the documentary. She act, she's actually in the documentary, and she was wife number sixty-three. Do you guys hear that number? Sixty-three. Close, I think he had close up to eighty. Because they believe also, I don't know if you said this, but like you take your family into heaven with you. So like the more wives you have, like the more holy you are, and. If you have more wives, you get better, good stuff up there. Yeah, no. Janetta broke the rules, and she actually called another ex-member for help. So, at this point, Sam and John uh, Crower. And so, Sam and John Crower, which, by the way, are, like, the two main talking heads of the documentary. 
go to ch- check out the compound and the covers actually get blown by a local reporter who promised not to report until they were done checking everything out. And Warren Jeffs and Jenna were actually there at the time, but had a chance to escape now. Mm. That night that they were in the process of like figuring out and escaping, another woman told Janetta that if she did not tell Warren what she did, then she would. So she ends up telling Warren and Warren sends Janetta back to her family. Probably the kindest thing he could have done. So... The very next day, CPS shows up and takes her from her parents and in St. George, which is like another area. Janetta is questioned, but Warren told her that since she wasn't 18, she would be put into foster care. So she's terrified. Yeah. Um, yeah. St. George is like, I believe St. George is like another area that has a lot of uh, members too. Like fundamentalists. If you mm-hmm. um, read, there's another book called um, Under the Banner of Heaven, um, mm-hmm. and they talk about just some of the inner workings of some of these fundamentalist groups, and they're, I mean, like, there's definitely, like, they're taught that, like, the state services, foster care, stuff like that, like, they're evil. So, like, A, she's terrified to go into foster care mm-hmm. because she's leaving her family. B, yeah. She thinks that she's going to be around a bunch of like devils who are going to tell her, who are going to basically make her go to hell because yeah. she can't be with her family. So like, and they're so isolated from everything else in the world, they don't know. No, this is like this is like a such a huge trauma. I mean, so being taken from your parents, a period, is a trauma, but then you add in the fear that they have because they were taught that these people are are like literally like devils, like wicked, like evil, like they're just going to like make you go to hell because you're around them. They're going to teach you bad things like pile all that on top of it. Like that's what he did to her because. Yeah. Well, that's what he did to everybody. Yeah, because she yeah. wasn't obeying yeah. hook, line and sinker. So investigators do start to find out that Warren is spreading out and he has another compound in Pringle, South Dakota, and it pretty much where they are building an underground bunker for the elite for when the end of the world comes. So in El Dorado, Texas, Warren brought 1,691 acres and builds a church there. Pretty much it's a Zion church. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And it is called the YFZ Ranch FLDS Compound R17. So in 2004, Sam and John go down to um, El Dorado, Texas, and they do a flyby of the temple. And John takes out his, like, camera, super fancy camera, and starts taking pictures. Because, like, they can't really see. They just see a bunch of cars and, like, figures of people, but they can't, like, make out. So he just starts taking photos. And they fly by twice. Uh, three times. But by the third time, everyone from the temple is gone. When they land, they look at the pictures and holy shit, he's like, fucking Warren Jeffs is there. Damn. So the YFZ ranch is just huge and it's growing and Warren is putting them into work. They are all up. It doesn't matter if you're 13 or 65 or plus or younger, you are up at 2.30 a.m. and you are only getting about an hour or two of sleep a night. Warren would tell people, if you're tired, 
you need to ask the Lord for strength to continue on. And if you wanted to distinguish yourself in the church, to be able to be selected for priesthood or to get a wife is to bring in money. Yeah, You and have to bring in money to be able to get your wives. And what does this sound like, you guys? Like, come on. There, it's sleep deprivation. You have Fucking to, torture in a cult? You have to, it's, it's a cult. Like, it's a cult. A hundred percent. Like, this is not people choosing... I mean, you, you're not even allowed to, like, make a Here's choice. Here's the thing. Like, you can't even, like, join. Like, if you are like, this sounds great. I want to be a part of this. Like, you can't <laughs> even, like, you don't have fucking meetings. No, no. You can't just, like, show up. Like, you are born into it. And that's where they were saying, like, it's not just brainwashing. Like, you are indoctrinated in it. Yeah. From birth. Yep. So, at this point, Warren is still evading the police. And it seems like he's always one step ahead of the FBI. And one way they do this is there's a very tight and loyal circle of people who have burner phones, and they did not call outside of that circle. So during the time he was on the run, he is living a good life. He took the people he trusts the most. Here we go. mm -hmm, And put them in normal clothes. He wore normal clothes. Did a tour of all the important FLDS places in America, which, like, what the fuck is that? And he went to touristy areas. He was like going to Disneyland. He was going to the ocean. Like he is living his best he life. He is not living the life of a pious Mormon. No. One day he was pulled over 20 miles north of Las Vegas on Interstate 15. And the troopers stopped them because they had a legal temporary plate, but it was being obscured. Did I mess it up too? That was your face. <laughs> obscured. So, in the car with Warren was one of his wives, Naomi Jeffs, number 41, and his brother, Isaac Jeffs. In the car was a ton of cash, computers, and this fucker, Warren, is in the backseat eating a fucking salad. Chilling. Like, that's what you're eating on the run? That You're eating a fucking salad? Just chilling. That's like, like, I would not be in a fucking salad. No, and, and this car he, that he was caught in was a nice-ass fucking car. Yeah, and we'll get in that in a second. Did you get another knock? I don't know what I'm hearing. Okay. I'm letting it go. Um, so he's eating a salad, and he's not looking at the trooper. He's just, like, going to town on his salad. And the trooper, in his deposition, said that Warren's juggler vein in his neck was throbbing and going back and forth, and that is how the trooper knew something was wrong. So he separates everyone and starts asking questions, and they are all giving different stories. Now, at this time, Warren is wanted in Nevada, and the cop kind of has this feeling that it is Warren Jeffs, and the and he finally just comes out and says, "Dude, are you are you fucking Warren Jeffs?" And Warren's like. Yup. Because he doesn't care. He was caught on August 28th, 2006. So he was caught wearing like normal like dad clothes, like a gray t-shirt with like khaki pants and like shoes and like the fucking socks, which is like (laughs) he preaches against normal clothing. Exactly. He doesn't live the life he makes his followers subscribe to. Just like a cult leader. he is captured... In a red 
Cadillac SUV. Yep. You're not supposed to wear or have anything red because that's what Jesus is going to come down into. I don't think Jesus, Jesus is not like going to come down or rip. Jesus isn't going to, it's not. Anyways, that's a different story. That's not how any of that works. (laughs) (laughs) So they bring him in. He gets arrested. What are the, you know. So during the time that Warren was on trial, he actually starts to tell his closest circle and closest wives that he's a liar and he did not have the truth in him. And he says, quote, I'm not the prophet. I never was a prophet. This is not a test. But people still believed he was the prophet and that he was either drugged or that it was a stunt double. Oh, my God. And this pretty much triggers, like, a thought in Warren that's like, I fucking told y'all the truth. And y'all are still following me, so I'm just going to keep going with it. Yep. Like, I'm going to see how far I can fucking do this. Yep. And he comes back and says, JK, it was a test. The devil made me do it. I'm the prophet. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) And the devil's like, again. Not involved. Not part of the situation. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want him either. Like, I don't know where you're going, but I don't care for you. So, okay, bye. Leave my name out of it, sir. Um, yeah. (laughs) So when he was arrested, it was for the Elisa Wall case and he went on trial for that. And during the time, during this time of the trial, things were also being found out in Texas. Yeah. In April of 2008 at the YFC ranch, Texas officials and rangers and CPS went to the ranch. A caller, an anonymous caller, had reached out to CPS and said that a young girl was being abused at the ranch, and CPS felt it was legit. Do you go the into start... any of the things that, like, happened at the ranch? It goes into a little bit, and I'll get into a little bit, but the problem is, is that unless you were there and you get out and then you talk about it, there's no every... – they don't post things on, like, no, 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 yeah. The internet. They don't. There's somebody who gave an interview, and when you get to that, uh, it, this was like her story. And whenever you get to that point, I'll share as much as I mm-hmm. can to be like respectful, because she yeah. was 14 uh, at the time. Yeah. So the officials start to ser- serve search warrants from building to building. By the way. And CPS starts to take the kids off the ranch because during the search they see kids. Cl- Girls clearly underage that are either pregnant, yeah, have a child, or both. Yeah. And, and just for some, like, they some thought con- it was going to be like sorry, 20 sorry, kids. Ahead. It was 427 children were found and removed by order of Judge Wallather, who told CPS to get them off the ranch and we will sort it out. Yeah. And so, again, this book, The Witness in Red, like, just to give you some context, like, she told a story about one time how she was riding a bike. It uh, didn't the I don't know if the seat went through the handle. You know how like there's the, the pole and then the seat mm-hmm. goes into the pole. I don't know if the seat wasn't attached or if it was broken, but she ended up falling and she hurt herself quite badly mm-hmm. in her area. 
and um, it got infected, but, like, they would not take her to the doctors. Like, it was so against their religion. They would not take her Oh, yeah, they don't do doctors unless it's, like... And and it's funny because you do see Warren with some of his, I guess, I'm assuming his wives, in the hospital. Of course, he went to the doctor, Chels. No, 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 no. His wives were in the hospital. Well, maybe they were... I don't know. They probably got treated well, better than the the, the followers. Mm -hmm. But just to give everyone And we'll get into that. This is this isn't it's not exclusively it's mostly, of course, the abuse and the rape and the assault and all that stuff. But also, like, even just the boys as children, they're not what like that's not that's that's abusive. You can't have a kid who like has busted their vagina open and you not take them to get stitches, like especially if there's an infection, like you need to go to the doctor. Yeah. Like so there's a lot of abuse that's going on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, so after the kids were ordered off the ranch, the district court of appeals felt that CPS had overstepped their bounds in ordering all the children off the ranch and they ordered the kids to go back. Somewhere reunited. In the Supreme not all court, though, right? Huh? Some, not all though, right? No, all of them had to go back. Oh. The Supreme Court upheld the ruling and all the kids were sent back. Yeah. And some kids did not go back to their families like they didn't know. Yeah. Or like a family had already been removed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some good news is that, because to me, like if I was a court, I'd be like, cool, cool, cool. So we have 12 year olds being raped and having kids. Yeah. We're not going back. No, I know. I need to. And again, and again, it's, I don't want to get in trouble. Somebody's in somebody's pocket. People have agendas. People have agendas. Yeah, girl. And nobody gives a shit about kids. No. Now, some good news is that 12 men were arrested and there were 11 convictions and they found a shit ton of evidence, documents, pictures, videos, and the priesthood record, which was used as evidence in Warren Jeff's trial. They found evidence of underage marriages and pregnancies, which allowed the Texas Rangers to do a subsequent investigation, and that led to identifying Warren and others being involved in sexual abuse of a child. So September 25, 2007, in St. George, George, Utah, during this trial that he was at, there was a recording that was discovered of the rape of 12-year-old Marion Jessup. And the court would not allow it to be entered as evidence because it would be too inflammatory. But jurors met for 16 hours over three days and returned with a guilty verdict. And the verdict was then sent to the state of appeals in Utah, and it was overturned by a judge. So he gets a new trial. Mm-hmm. Mm. The judge ruled that the jury members received the wrong instructions when they made their decision. I don't know about this, Charles. The same day that he got his verdict appealed was the same day he was supposed to have his extradited hearing for Texas. Because he's wanted in Texas now. Hmm. Because the Texas Rangers did their investigation and they're like, dude, you fucked. Yeah, yeah. Now, Utah and Arizona were willing to let Texas handle and charge him because what he faced in Texas, which was being involved in sexual abuse of a child, um was much more serious than what he was facing in the other states. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of, like, different places doing this where they're like, listen, Mm -hmm. you keep him because you're going to get the guy. Yeah. So while in Texas, because he gets extradited to Texas, 
While waiting for trial, he would watch the news religiously. And every time, which, like, also pisses me off, you shouldn't, like, why the fuck are you watching TV? You're not supposed to be watching fucking media, and but listen, okay. What does that sound like? Also, somebody who's obsessively following their own case? Mm, not what you're thinking. It sounds like a... And every time there was a natural disaster, he would write letters to whoever he was sending them to. They still don't really know. And telling them about this great destruction and that he was writing about God wiping the earth clean. So he would say, oh, there's going to be this hurricane, this tidal wave hit Japan. Like, what? Kill these people. And they can't watch TV, so they don't know that this shit had already happened like three months ago. Oh, my God. Uh hate this guy while in jail he's telling his followers that he is in prison because of their sins and he is essentially atoning for them according to a scene in the scene an article that came out in 2016 while jeff's was on the run and in jail he would hold something called the heavenly comfort sessions oh, here this is where yep. his yep wise would be together in his sound soundproof bedroom and they would have showered and be naked in a circle together and essentially having sex while he listened yep. and in the documentary there's actually like um audio of it's disgusting it's disgusting july of 2011 the trial starts during the trial, he tried to <laughs> he tried to fire his lawyers, but the judge ruled that the lawyers would stay in the courtroom in case Warren needed him. And Warren never offered a defense, just a long, rambling revelation. And pretty much he just invokes his Fifth Amendment. Yeah, like, it's infuriating because in the documentary, they'll ask him a question. He says, Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. But you're so against the government. Yep. You're so against our rights. He, he likes those like, laws right now. During the trial, Texas did, however, allow the tape of Marion Jessup being raped into evidence. Good. So the documentary does play a very small piece of the tape, and you see the YFC temple bed where he oh, yeah, essentially this raped is what women. I wanted to yeah. talk to you about. Yeah. He prayed. So and in this the tape, happens, he prays this to the Lord. in front of other people, too. This wasn't in yeah. private. This was in front of other mm -hmm. men. He prays to the Lord before raping her and tells the other ladies, a.k.a. his wives, to back away and that he blesses her at this young age. And at the end, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Sick Again, fuck. Jesus is like, I do not agree. I do not consent to using my name in this situation. I'm telling you, he's up there like, come on. Just come and let's see. Let's, let's have a, let's actually. <laughs> what the fuck? Let's actually have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, Let's did talk. you not read my Bible? Like, excuse you, Lays. <laughs> Anyways. He's just waiting. He's waiting for him to die. He's like, oh, yeah, let's talk. We have a lot that we need to discuss, sir. Yeah. On August 9th of 2011, the jury came back very quickly and was convicted on two counts of sexual assault of a child and sentenced to life plus 20 years. <laughs> He is, however, up for parole on July 22nd, 2038. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't think he's getting out. I don't think so either. How is he ever going to prove to anybody that he's reformed? Yeah, he's still just, like, in the documentary, you see them talking to him after he's been sentenced, and they're like, do you believe that, like, do you have any remorse? And he's like, 
put them in that. He doesn't fucking know. He doesn't fucking care. So even in prison, he is still giving out orders. One instance is that he ordered the schools to be shut down for a week so that the women and children could go pick pecans off the trees at a private ranch for the pecan augers. FLDS owned company Paragon was fined $2 million for child labor violations stemming from the pecan nice, farmers nice. August in 2012, but they have not paid the fine. Well, you know, we'll let this, the courts handle that. At least they set a precedent. It is also common in the FLDS church to take women and children to Mexico without consent. Yep. Yep. State and federal authorities believe thousands of FLDS members have been taken into Mexico without passports. Yep. People who might not be viewed as obedient enough are put in trailers. Like, disgusting, you should not be like living dirty in... dirty stuff, yeah. Enough, yeah. Dirty stuff. They go hungry, go All without clothes from themselves the and their children. All the time. Mm-hmm. In June 21st, in June... On June 21st, 2012, Warren issued an order that only 15 men of his choosing are allowed to have sex with the women that the men have chose. Everyone else is forbidden. Fuck that. When this documentary is made, it was estimated there was 10,000 FLDS members following Warren, and Lyle Jeffs continues to rule on behalf of his brother, and their control is stronger than ever. Authorities have been trying to take down Lyle, but he continues to elude them by relying on his religious protection under the Hobby Lobby Act, which exempts people from testifying on faith-based issues. Warren is currently incarcerated at the Lewis C. Pallage Union of the TGCJ near Housine, Texas. During the summer of 2019, he suffered from a mental breakdown and was unable to give a deposition in a sex abuse case against him. Roy Jeffs, who was one of the first people to speak out against Warren, which was his son, in 2019 committed suicide. Luke W. Barnett, the pastor of Dream City Church, purchased the former FLDS compound in Phoenix, Arizona, and turned it into a rescue for victims of sex trafficking. Brielle Decker, Warren Jeff's uh, 65th wife, helped him obtain the property. And that is the case of Warren Jeffs. Yeah, that's not even half of it. It's not. And there's, I mean, there's so many podcasts, so many documentaries, so many shows, so many books. I mean... Again, we are. I'm a. I'm a couch investigator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not. And you a, nailed it. A like private eye investigator. I am not a journalist investigation <laughs> investigator. Like I've never taken a journalist class, a journalism class in my life. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it probably shows. Um, but that is just from one of the documentaries, and you know, like even in so in the CNN article, they do talk about how like. Warren has, and I, I don't know if it's the 15 men that he, that's allowed to have sex, but they're called seed bearers. And essentially, they, like, knock on your door and they say, we're fucking your wife tonight. She's been chosen. Ew! Oh, and by the way, you can watch, but that's it. 
that that makes me gag. I hate that. And so if that you so are, and it, it just goes into the fact that like, if you are one of his favorites or one of the chosen or in the priesthood, you are definitely given more better treatment. Yeah. You are given actual food. But if you are not like, if your husband, if you're number 19, right. Yeah. Out of 35 you're and fucked. you're like in the last like top 10 of favorites, like you and your kids aren't getting shit. Like you are living off of welfare. Like they drain the welfare system. Yeah. It's they called, are it's called born and the bred beast. to what's it called? Bleeding the beast. They're taught that the government is the beast. So you take advantage of it and take as much money as you can. So it's called mm-hmm. bleeding the beast. And you know, there are a lot of people out there that do, hold rescues they do go out and will try if you reach and contact them they will rescue you they will put you in a house they will help you and your children there's food banks that are specifically out in those areas that will provide food and clothing to the women that need it yeah yeah so they're like people know and in the documentary they do talk about how like I think as society, like a lot of shit has happened since he's been put into jail that we kind of forgot about him. Like they do bring up like what's happening in Short Creek? What's happening in Texas? Yeah. What's happening in these places? And they wouldn't be surprised if it was another Jonestown or another Waco or (gasps) they do call out people to be violent against everybody else. Do you think that? I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me, but I suppose that is I like think, a risk of mass suicide. I think, I think Warren is so narcissistic, narcissistic and so wrapped up in his own beliefs and his own like self that when he gets close to dying, I don't think he's going <gasps> to just be happy like Lyle's in charge. And I don't know if that means, like, commit suicide or if it means grabbing a gun and just start shooting people and kill, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh suicide God. by cop type that. deal. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Fuck. I'd be very surprised if nothing happened when he died. Fuck. Like, if he just peacefully said, Lyle, in his fucking creepy-ass voice, because he talks like this, he goes, Lyle, take my, take my prophecy because you are from the Lord. That's literally how he Dude, talks. He? He's, it's a oh, creepy voice. Like every time I hear, hear his voice, yeah. It's all horrible. He's horrible. And I hope that's not true. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that like he died. Oh, and I also saw in like 2020, he said that he's depressed in jail. Get some Prozac, bitch. Yeah, get some Prozac, bitch. <laughs> you can get that shit from the medical doctor and the fucking prison. Fuck off. Fuck off. Depressed in jail. Yeah. Good. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe that. don't rape little kids. Maybe yeah. don't rape anybody. You know, that's a great solution. Stop fucking with kids. Then people will care. But until you or stop doing that, nobody your cares. your followers and don't starve them. Don't cut them off from society. I mean, like, we, the list where, goes where on. Where do we too. start? Yeah. Where do we start? Like, yeah. I don't, like, I hope he dies goodbye. a bad death. Honestly, I know that's horrible to say, but I hope he dies a bad death. And then I hope he rots in hell. So, yeah. Well, anyways, do you have a weekly win? There's got to, I have to find one. 
Um, got a new couch. I got a new couch. I did. I got a new couch. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I was folding laundry today, and I was able to sit on my couch and fold it. <laughs> yeah, girl. I was so excited. Moving on so, up in life. I know. So my uh, before, when my husband and I were living together, um, we would always get, like, the free couches that we could find on Facebook because um, the pets would get on it, and they would just, like, yeah. push it. But we were like, okay, when we move to the new house, we're going to get a couch. And the dogs aren't going to be allowed to get up on it. We have two other couches in our house that the dogs can get on. This is just the only – and they also eat – they have a dog bed in each room. Like, they have plenty of places to lay. They're very spoiled. They're fine. Yeah. They have a better life than about 98% of the human population. Honestly, it's true. So, despite despite the stains that my poor dog has on her back. um, Oh, yeah, the wine stain. Sorry. uh, I spilled wine on my dog and it stained her fur, so now she just looks pitiful. But, um, but we were like, we're gonna get the couch and we're gonna. So, um, after he passed, I just, I don't know. Part of me was just like, oh, like I want to get the couch. Like I don't know, just completing like what we started, you know? Yeah, of um, course, it's full circle. Yeah, and so I got it. It's here. The dogs have been so good; they're not even like fussing to get up on it, and I love it. And it's comfy and it's cute. And it's so I can't exciting. wait to see it. It's so exciting. Yeah, I'll have to take you around after we are done recording. Yes. Also, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I got to see Chelsea last weekend and the weekend before and like two weekends I know. before that. It's been it's, three weekends it's in a row great. and then this weekend we're not, so it's a little weird. I had to give Julian some weird. alone time with his family. <laughs> Julian's not even here. He's, He's not here this weekend. Hawaii. He gets back tomorrow. Oh, I was going to say, I would have come up. This out. <laughs> no, he gets back tomorrow. Okay. And then he might be going to dive school. So, like, we're trying to figure that out. Listen, you just let me know when he goes to dive school because I will come up and I will see you guys. I will, girl. Don't worry. All right. What about you? What so, time are you doing? Um, I'm going to go with we finally we went to the beach. It was sunny today. Dude, I don't know it if y'all wasn't. know this. The beach at Camp Lejeune is remarkable yeah it's so nice people i think people i think it comes down to like people like i want to get off the east it's so pretty well thank god there's not a lot of people there's no trash mm-hmm. there's sea glass there's a lot of people everywhere more than normal today because it was like school's out oh, but yeah cool. like we just i took my son because he decided baby b decided i'm not gonna nap and i was like i don't know what else to do with you this, week, <laughs> this afternoon um so we went to the beach Pick seashells. He likes to give them back to the ocean. It's so cute. Um, it's so cute. Very Moana of him. Uh huh. Um, and he had a great time. He loved it. He was he was happy. So there you go. We went to the beach. Love it. Simple, easy. Love it. Miss that but, baby. All right, y'all. Check us out next week. I know this was a long one. Yeah, and if you are interested in further reading, I personally can recommend Under the Banner of Heaven and The Witness Who Wore Red. Um, Also, we would love for you guys to give us um, a like, a follow, and if you listen on Apple Podcasts very specifically, we would love a review or a rating. Um, We're going to be holding a raffle soon where we're going to give away some free Mm -hmm. merch if you leave us a a five-star review. So if you want to find out more information about that and be a part of that, Find us at, um, you can find us at a thousand true crimes podcast discussion group, or you can find on that's Facebook or on Instagram, a thousand true crimes pod 
Um, and we'll post some information coming up on that. And, like, this is our very first merch. So if you do join in the raffle, you'll be one of the first people to get, like, some legit merch from us. Yeah, and Joe's making it herself, so. Yeah, it's, like, legit handmade by me for you. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> All right, All right guys, y'all. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.